It's 6 o'clock on this Friday. We say good morning to you. Welcome in to our prayer time here on WHCB, Bristol, Kingsport, Johnson City. Kenneth Hill here, your host for our prayer time get-together. You can get a hold of us by email, by internet. You can send a gift by internet, secured giving on our website. You can send us an email. You can send us church news item or whatever. Uh, you just go to our website, whcbradio.org, whcbradio.org. We'd love to hear from you. By the way, tell your friends, if you would, to be listening to WHCB. We certainly would appreciate new folks joining the cadre of listeners that we have. Uh, that's what we're here for. And so we would encourage you to tell others to listen to WHCB. I want to go to Psalm 85. And then I've got some stuff that I want to share with you from Charles Spurgeon on that very psalm. Psalm 85. Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Selah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt, not, uh, wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? And that's the verse that Charles Haddon Spurgeon commented on. Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee. This came from his sermon, A Prayer for Revival. Wilt not thou revive us again? What is this prayer if it is analyzed and we get to the very soul of it? It means first dependence upon God. If you're praying this prayer aright, you feel, Lord, nobody can revive us but you. People often talk about getting up a revival that's sort of a wicked kind of saying, really. The machinery for getting up a revival may often be the greatest hindrance to true godliness. A church cannot be revived unless God revives it. Not a soul is saved, not a saint is made alive and made to grow except by the work of God. That is what this prayer means. Lord, put your hand to the work. Put your right hand to it, we beseech you. We depend alone upon you. Will you not revive us again? The essence of this prayer is next. It's confidence in God. Lord, you can revive us again. We're not so deep in the mire, but that you can lift us out. We are not so dead that you cannot make us alive. You can resurrect us. Will you not revive us again? It is impossible to us, but it's possible to you, Lord. One touch of your hand, a breath from your blessed lips, and it will be done. Will you not revive us again? Brothers and sisters, we believe in God, don't we? And if we do, we believe that whatever state a church is in, God can bring it out of the doldrums. Do not run away from it and say, God can never bless this church. God can never bless us. He can bless the church. He can bless you. Pray it up into a blessing and make this the essence of your prayer. Lord, you can revive us. We believe it and we look for that revival to be from you. 
The essence of this prayer next, then, is importunity with God. Will you not revive us again? It's an earnest pleading. It's the pushing of the point home. It's the urging of this very text with God. Do this, I pray you, brothers and sisters, with regard to the state of the church at the present time. If half a dozen Christians would shut themselves up for a while and begin to cry to God for a revival of religion, and if you continued to cry more and more until it came, there would be grand hopes. If we could get a band of men and women who would give God no rest until he made his Jerusalem a praise in the heart, we should see something that would make our very eyes sparkle and our hearts dance for joy. It needs but that we wrestle with the angel of the covenant that we may have what we will. We may be in a bad case, but we're not worse off than the churches were years ago. Yet God heard the prayers of mourners in Zion who in secret places cried to him, and he will hear our prayers too. Therefore, let us make a solemn league and covenant together, and let us in union and concert of prayer wait upon the Lord and hear what he shall speak. For he will yet speak peace unto his people, if we do but know how to ask for it. I leave with you, who are the king's remembrances, this sweet prayer to be prayed night and day. This sweet prayer of Psalm 85, verse 6. Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? And then the rest of Psalm 85 goes as thus. Verse 7, Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what, the, what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, and let them not to turn to folly again. Surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together, righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps." Verse 6 again, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Let's go to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that all of this is new every morning. And we thank you that we are new creations in Christ Jesus through Christ himself. And Father, we thank you for that. Now we ask that you would receive our adoration, our praise, our thanksgiving, our love, and that you today would use us for your honor and glory. I pray, Father, that we would be faithful in your service, useful in your hands. I pray for these dear ones that are afflicted. They've requested prayer. Some are so afflicted, Lord, that they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn, and so we turn to you and we ask you, Father, to show them the way, to provide for them a cure for their affliction. And Father, we know that there are many that have needs. In fact, I think everybody does. 
And so we ask you to meet those needs as only you can. And we thank you for doing that. We give you praise. Now, Father, we would ask that you would go before us today and go before us this weekend and that you would uh, make the way plain for us that we should travel. We pray for those pastors and teachers and elders and deacons, those Sunday school superintendents and leaders of various kinds that are standing to preach the truth, to preach the word this weekend. And we ask that you would bless them and bless those who hear them abundantly, Father. Now, Lord, we've got a lot of things going on here at WHCB. We've got some technical things and some financial things and some some uh, spiritual things that need to be done. And we pray, Father, for your uh, hand to be upon them and to be guiding us in all of them. We pray for you to be in charge here and for us to back off, let you do it, because uh, you're in charge of your own ministry. Just help us to know what to do to help uh, help in the work that you've called us to do. Lord, I'm not suggesting that you need us, but I do know that you glory in using your children in your work. And so we thank you for that. Now, Father, we ask for your provision for this ministry that we could pay our bills. We ask your provision for each one of our listeners and for our staff and volunteers for each one of us. We thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.